0: Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, January 7th, 2018. Our text for this morning is from Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 12, which is as follows. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, And how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the wisdom of God and its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. Today, we start a new series, Be It Therefore Resolved, Beliefs and Truths That Can Transform Your Life in the New Year. And this series came about based off of some personal reflection and introspection, as well as looking at the world around us, looking at our community, looking at our church. I think sometimes it can be easy for all of us to kind of drift away, if you will, from what it truly means to be a disciple of Christ. I think it's very easy, sometimes, for us to go get so caught up in the moment, or get so caught up in an emotion, or to get so caught up in a situation that we lose sight. Of the bigger picture. And we lose sight of some things that we're called to hold fast to as followers of Christ. Again, not with any maliciousness or with any intent, but I don't think there's a one of us in the room about whom, if we're honest with ourselves, could say that our walk with God could be improved, our daily discipleship could be improved. I don't think there's a one of us that doesn't need reminded from time to time of the basics of the faith. I think oftentimes they, our best intentions can be like New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but I was asking the children about, resolu- about their gifts. If I asked you about the New Year's resolutions you've made over the years, how many of you? How many of us actually keep them for an entire year? I'm not seeing any hands raised. How many of us can remember resolutions we made two, three, or four years ago? There's only one resolution I can remember, and that was in 2010. And Aaron and I made a deal for a year. And we each lost almost 50 pounds. I think I have found some of that since then, but. I And I blame it on y'all because y'all are such good cooks, and I don't want to be rude, so I can blame y'all for the weight gain that I've had. Because I'm a Methodist minister, I can do that, because y'all feed us, and that's a good thing. But I think sometimes, but all kidding aside, how much would our lives change if we embraced once again the basics of the Christian faith? Today we start with one that has a word in it that I hate. I know I shouldn't hate, Lord, and I ask for your forgiveness. But I can think of no word in human history that has done more damage than the word love. One of the truly tragic weaknesses of the Scriptures being translated from Hebrew and Greek into English as we've taken a bunch of different words and combined them into one of love. I don't think there's one of us in the room that can at some point have said that our hearts got broken or shattered, our world got destroyed, our hope disappeared because of love that didn't work out the way we thought it would. How many times do we say or do we think, if someone really loved us, they would do this? Instead of thinking about how are they trying to love? How many times do we get disappointed or tore up about love because we had too high an expectation and we had no capacity for forgiveness or reconciliation? Today, Paul's writing to the Ephesians, and he's talking about this a little bit, because he starts talking about how God's love has been shown differently through Christ. He's writing to a group of people who throughout their history did not, were not involved or invited to be a part of God's sacred plan for the world by those in the faith. Starts out, he says, I am a prisoner for Christ for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you. Goes and he says, Remember me, guys. I'm the one who used to persecute Christians. I'm the one that was perfect in the sight of God and the sight of the laws. And I tried to destroy everyone, and yet God has shown His great love for me, and I pass it on to you. How the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of the gospel. Paul's whole past was about destroying the Christian church. He was a great little church person. As for righteousness under the law, he was blameless. He dotted all the I's. He crossed all the T's. He did everything that he was told to do. And yet, he did not know Christ. And so he persecuted the church. What was missing from Paul's life was an acceptance of the love of God through Christ. Christ. If Christianity could only be reduced to a checklist, if only Christianity could be reduced to the idea that if you check these boxes, then you're good. Paul say, no, can't do that. And the first thing that we learn from about love this week, the first thing that we learn about God this week, the first thing in our journey, is a reminder that no matter our past, in Christ we have the hope of redemption. Let us go back for a minute. Let's go back in our own minds. Let's go back in our hearts. Let's go back and look over the arc of our lives. Can any of us say with 100% certainty that every day we have done what we were called to do. Have we loved the Lord our God with everything that we have and loved our neighbors likewise? Can it be said that we have been faithful to life within the community of faith? Can it be said that we have been faithful 100% in service of others? Can it be said that at times, whether intentionally or not, things that we have said or done have destroyed others, either physically, mentally, or emotionally? And yet here we are being reminded that Paul, despite everything he had done, despite the life that he had led, Christ was now using him in a redemptive way to bring hope to the hopeless. The question you and I must wrestle with in front of that reality is, how much do you and I believe that we have a hope for redemption, and how many times are we stuck in the past? New Year is a perfect time to rip that page off and to start anew, no matter your past. In Christ, you have a redemptive future. And let's never forget that it's in Christ because we're all going to let each other down at some point or another. The human condition is such that even those we love the most are going to hurt us. And those who love us the most, we're going to hurt them. But in Christ, and that's why it is in Christ we find redemption. We don't find redemption in people. We don't find redemption in circumstance. We don't find redemption in anything other than the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of Christ. And he goes on, and he says, of this gospel... I have become a servant, according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of His powers. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles, that is, the non-Jewish, the ones who had just been brought into God's love by Christ, bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see this is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages and God who created all things. No one is exempt from God's love. Second thing we must remember, no one is exempt from God's love. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humanity as it has now been revealed to His holy apostles and prophets. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. No one is exempt from God's love. If nothing else, let us resolve this year. Let us resolve this year to drive out of our heads, maybe even drive out of our hearts, the idea that someone is beyond God's love. No one is beyond God's love, or else this morning's communion is merely just a show. No one You are loved. You are forgiven. A love and forgiveness that no person can give you. A love and forgiveness that no one in our lives right now can give us like God does. No one is exempt from God's love. So if you are sitting there this morning wondering how can God love me, I got news for you. You know how God can love you? Very simple, through the cross. How can God love you? Through the body and the blood. How can God love you? Because God's love is not conditional. God's love is not like our love, where we, you and I can say to one another and say to ourselves, if someone really loves me, this is what they're going to do. No, God's love is not conditional. No one is exempt from God's love. He goes on finally. And he said, This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that He has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in Him. The love that God has for us is bold and intense. The love between the Creator and that which He has created is so powerful that it is transforming. It is bold. We are not not called to be timid in our faith. We're not called to approach the body of Christ and take just a small morsel We're not called to take the cup and take as little as possible. We don't start our prayers with, excuse me, God. Excuse me, God. Have you got a minute? Excuse me, God. We we, we need to talk, God. You you know, if you have time for me. No. We're called to be bold in our faith. We are called to grab God with everything we have to hold on tight. We are called to be people of a bold faith. Now, I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. To truly love someone and to truly be loved by someone does not mean you get everything you want. Sometimes being loved means being told no. Sometimes being loved means there are boundaries. Sometimes being loved means we're going to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. I can't tell you how much HGTV I've watched over the last 17 years. I love you, sweetie. Alright. I cannot I mean it was so bad. I walked into Magnolia Market over Thanksgiving and I asked him what time Tark and Christina were signing books today. I got you, you know, my wife's looking at me weird. We're having a little fun. I love HGTV, baby. I really do. I love Chip and Joanna and all the rest of them. As much as you love football. <laughs> Don't worry. This first Sunday of February, it'll be over. But, see, she's missing redemption because my, I took John and Mike to New Orleans. She had a day and a half where she didn't have to watch any football. And this is what she's bringing to you. But, I digress. You know, we have a laugh over those small things. But how often do we let the small things really destroy us? Be bold. Be bold in approaching God. Be bold in approaching the communion. Be bold in approaching the cross. Be bold in approaching each other. Let us surround one another as we reaffirm in the baptismal covenant. Let us surround each other with a community of love and forgiveness. Now let's do it boldly. Let us be people who are resolved to embody the fact that we are loved. Thank you for listening to this podcast of First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana. You may find out more about us at fumcderitter.org.